Merhaba, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the Turkish Breakfast Club. I'm your host, Miranda Lin. I'm a Canadian journalist, and I've lived in Istanbul on and off for about the past six years. In my time here, food has always been a focal point, and not just because I'm constantly eating. But culturally in Turkey, I found that the dining table is a gathering point for people to share not just a meal, but also stories and ideas. It helps that Turkish breakfasts have about a million dishes, so there's time for everyone to really get into it. I want to bring that same spirit to this podcast, with topics as wide-ranging as a Turkish breakfast spread. Some episodes will be inspired by the news or what's trending online. Others will just be what I'm personally curious about or what I wish I'd learned earlier. More than anything, I want it to be a place where people from all backgrounds come together to talk about their experiences living in the city and country. And of course, leave absolutely stuffed to their ears. I hope you as listeners will also join in. Whether you're born and bred Istanbulu or a newly arrived Yabenja, or just an Ertuğrul superfan who somehow stumbled onto this page thanks to an algorithm, hush geldiniz. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at The Turkish Breakfast Club. I would love to hear your stories and ideas as well. Things are just beginning to open up again in Turkey, and I'm really looking forward to meeting people again in person and in restaurants. But this project was started during lockdown, so the first few episodes you're going to hear were all recorded from home. Luckily, my first guest is the person I live with. Didem Kuklem is a Turkish language teacher extraordinaire who's taught at Istanbul University and now does private lessons. We'll get to that in a second. But another major reason I wanted her as my first guest is because she opened and ran what, in my totally unbiased opinion, is the best breakfast in the city, Arada Cafe. It's a Lebanese-Turkish fusion restaurant near the Galata Tower. Now, without further ado, let's get to the first episode. Hoşgeld in Didem. Welcome to the Turkish Breakfast Club. Merhaba, Miranda. Hoşbulduk. So you've heard me talk a lot about my thoughts on the Turkish breakfast as a foreigner. But as a Turkish person, then, what are your views? What is the importance that you see of the Turkish breakfast, which I guess you just call normal breakfast, as something part of your culture? So breakfast was always something important. You know, our parents, most of Turkish mothers and grandmothers think like, Ah, oh, you cannot go to school without having your breakfast. It was always on their mouth, especially on the weekend. It's a gathering. On Saturday and Sundays, you should be on that table. And that table always is big one. If you have two living room, because in Turkish family, usually they have one like living room. They spend every night there. But... The other living room for guests, more fancier, you know, <laughs> yeah. nicer. So I do remember we had our like weekend breakfast on that guest room. So so you knew it was a special occasion. Yeah, that <laughs> was the second one. This is important. So yeah, in that on that breakfast table, you spend time. You have tea. You have chat. That time is the time that you see every member of your family. If you are going to talk something, you can talk there, you know, because other days of the week, you might go like school, you are rushing, your parents going to work. But Sunday, special breakfast table. In your mind, when you were creating Arada, 
Did you want it to feel like your family breakfast from when you were a kid? Like, was that sort of playing in your mind as an atmosphere that you wanted to create? Yeah. So Arada also has like very grandmother style of decoration. So of course, like I wanted to have that kind of atmosphere that people feels home. But also, you know, we talk about that if you can have breakfast at home, why you are having breakfast outside, right? Because breakfast is our culture. In every house, they can like make their breakfast and like whatever they like. So if they have this option, why they are going outside to have breakfast? So yeah, we wanted to have make them feel it at home, but also we want to give them something special, something different that they want to come again. Good reason to come outside, mm-hmm. let's say. And that big breakfast table, when the tourists or like other foreigners see that big table, wow, they got so excited. They take a photo, you know. Do it for the gram. <laughs> yeah, that's our normal breakfast. But also we have a saying, göz doyurmak. Göz doyurmak or göz doyurucu. Göz means I and doyurmak, which is doydum, means full or make full to make full your eyes before eating before your tummy. We make your eyes also full. So and is that something I could do... say as a compliment to you? Like, oh wow, göz doyurmak. Göz doyurucu, the adjective one. So of course, preparing breakfast is not very difficult, right? Mm. But also sometimes you want to enjoy. This is also, is like your lunch, your brunch, sorry. Brunch, yeah. So it's also, it's a gathering. It's like we are spending time on that table, not something quick. So we are having chat, many teas, and like for me, actually, you can mix it. But I finish always with something sweet. Balkaimak, for example. Yeah, you like to do your savory and sweet very separately. I like to just eat mine all together, dipping a little bit of here and there all the time. I know. When I see you, you start with balkaimak. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Wait, you can't do that. Well, okay, so <laughs> that's illegal. There's, it's a good comparison. I think the ideas behind like Turkish breakfast and like maybe the brunch, this Sunday brunch in Western culture is similar idea. But like the Sunday brunch is like one dish. It's like a eggs benedict and like a mimosa or something. But mm-hmm. those are like two individual things and then you're kind of done. The Turkish breakfast, what kind of impresses me and still impresses me years later and hundreds of kavaltas after Mm-hmm. is that there's so much food, there's so much variety. So yeah, I'm going crazy when I see all this food in front of me. I want to try everything at the same time. I want to do different combinations each time. No, there are some <laughs> rules, okay? <laughs> okay, give us your rules for the kavalta then. So, for example, we always have Turkish coffee. And mm-hmm. the coffee wouldn't be during the meal? No, 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 no. Very important because I see you. I see you. You are for when we are going outside for breakfast, you ask orange juice and a cappuccino. Mm-hmm. And if you realize, <laughs> I'm always by myself on that one. <laughs> yeah, like because even the breakfast in Turkish, which is kahvaltı, this name comes from kahve altı, under coffee, before coffee. So you need first to have a breakfast 
and then the coffee. The coffee. Yeah, so it's right there in the name. I've been violating the name. Yeah, Ugh. that's illegal. Oops. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to call this podcast. I was considering calling it Turkavaltasu Kulubu, but there's too many K's. KKK mm-hmm. is dangerous branding for uh, a podcast. <laughs> but it's a good segue um, to talk about your other career, um, not just a successful restaurateur. Um, but also a Turkish language expert. So, are there any other terms or phrases that you could teach us that are related to Kavalta culture? Yeah, let's start with the, the basic one. Probably you know that, afiyet olsun. So, afiyet olsun, we use when I serve you food, I tell you afiyet olsun. It's sort of the equivalent in French of like bon appétit. Or- A bit. I guess in English too, we use that as well. But this is... We've stolen it. <laughs> yeah, it's afiyet olsun, which means it will be health for you. So we believe food is for health. If I'm receiving the food, is there something I can say back? Yeah, you can say elinize sağlık. El means hand. Eliniz, your hand. And salik is also means health. So you wish health to your hand. So exchanging uh, health wishes. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. That's a good point. Thank you. But Elenize salik is the formal version. If you're talking at a restaurant, if I'm talking to friends, can I just use... Yeah, good point too. Okay. Expert so... student here. Student. <laughs> so, yeah, we have... Formal you, and we have informal you. Elinize salik is formal you. When you are in the restaurant, when the waiter come and then say, Afiyet olsun, after we finish our meal. So as they're taking it away, sort of. Elinize salik. That's right. But if you go to your friends, if I cook for you, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Dream world, yeah. You can say, Eline salk. Eline salk. No Z in there. No Z. Is there anything else I can wish health to? Any other body part? Yeah. Yeah, you can actually. You can <laughs> Am use... I teaching you Turkish? <laughs> <laughs> so laughed a little too someone, hard. if someone visits us, like when when we say goodbye to our friends, so Ayana Salk. Ayak is feet. And ayana to your feet, salak. Wait, at the end of this podcast, when we are finished, you can say azna salak didam. And that's to your mouth. Health to your mouth. Health to your mouth, yeah. I would have thought you would the mouth would be for eating too. You would wish health on your mouth if it's food related again. Very logical, but mostly we use this <laughs> after a good speech. So we say azna salak. Hmm, that doesn't sound as fun. But can you teach us any other useful words that can help us out in a restaurant? If you want to get attention, you can say, Pardon, bakar mısınız? This is for, excuse me, can you have a look over here? You want to order more, for example. <laughs> <laughs> can you use it outside of the restaurant context? Like in on the street or something, like bakar mısınız? You can use you can use to get attention on you. And it should be musunuz. Formal you is better 
if you don't know the person, it's not, we don't prefer. <gülüyor> so bakar mısınız is better to memorize. Bakar mısınız. Perfect. What about at the end of the meal? We love give something on the house. So you had a big breakfast and after that I gave you a coffee. We say for that coffee, ikram. What does that mean? Ikram means, I think you translate as a on the house, mm. which is also very nice in English, on the house. Mm. We call that something free, something that we offer for you. It's like a little gift. Gift. We call that gift ikram. Or we say bizden. From us. From us. You, your Turkish is amazing. Great teacher. And you can also use that bizden is from us. You can use when you go for food to eat with your friends and you want to pay. You want to give a treat. <laughs> so. <laughs> Or are you hinting right now? <laughs> <laughs> you can say benden. So when the bill comes, you can just say bu benden. Benden. These little phrases I find really helpful, especially when you're in the early stages of learning Turkish. Because for me, like when I started, as I'm still continuing, Turkish is very different to English and to most of the languages that I know. Like in, I know French, and so there's some vocabulary words that are similar, but the structure and even the sounds that I have to make with my mouth or like the shapes I have to make with my mouth are so different that it feels really intimidating sometimes to learn Turkish. And so having these little set phrases that I can kind of memorize ahead of time and throw out in certain situ in specific situations, I find is like very helpful to like make me feel more comfortable in the language. So you are right. Turkish language is very different than English language. So let me help you. The secret key sentence is actually kolay gelsin. Yes, I love a kolay gelsin. Kolay means easy. Gel is come. So kolay gelsin may it be easy for you. You are basically wishing whatever that person is doing, it will be easy. Yeah, I've used kolay gelsin when I'm walking into a store, when I'm leaving a store, starting a phone call, ending a phone call to your friends, to someone like your boss, like everyone. Yeah. A Kulagelsen gets you a little bit further. This is like a small chat that helps you to communicate with people. And after that, little sentences, people also suddenly like act you like very friendly. Are there any other phrases that you can give us that uh, have a similar effect? Yeah, I can tell you more, but just a couple. After that, you need to pay me. So. <laughs> so we'll put a, DM's, uh, an, a little ad for DM on our Facebook and Instagram pages. You can get in touch with her. I'm kind of busy. <laughs> right. but... okay, you can get your spot in line for DM's uh, expert services. So I'm going to teach you one word and you will express many emotion. Oh, all right. So, And I am converting you to be a Muslim. Wow. <laughs> what a what a word. <laughs> so it's I'm sure you heard thousand times Allah Allah. So I use all the time. I'm sure every foreigner heard thousand times. I've heard it a lot, but I've always I'm always a bit nervous using it because I'm not Muslim. Am I still allowed to Allah Allah people? <laughs> you can. You're <laughs> okay, you've given me permission. A Muslim has given me permission now to use Allah Allah. Okay. Um, but what can I express with an Allah Allah? 
So you can guess. Guess. Okay, let's let's play a game. Allah Allah. Interested. Interested. That's right. Or curious. That's correct. So like, Allah Allah. Hmm. Okay. And you are also thinking. Yeah, curiosity. Second, Allah Allah. Allah Allah. I think that's the one I've heard the most from you. <laughs> there is our breakfast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm hungry, starving. They're frustrated, exasperated, annoyed slightly. <laughs> Doru. Okay. What are are there like positive alalas? Um, there is one more. It's not maybe it's when you are very happy, but when you surprise something. Ah, oh, Allah Allah. Like you surprised, and if you only say one time Allah. Also, Allah, this is actually when you are very happy. And that one comes along with a little uh, shoulder shimmy and clap. Yeah. And what I've been using instead of Allah, Allah is Ofia. 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 I think Ofia. you spent too much time with me. <laughs> no, this was this was maybe my first uh, like I felt really Turkish is when I would give like an Ofia. Ofia. Yeah. Allah, it, Allah. Usually in traffic with a taxi driver, it'd be like a. Chuck traffic, Ophia. <laughs> That's also very helpful. Also very. There's like a combination of all of these. Yeah, you can make this combination right there. Allah Allah. That's advanced Turkish right advanced there. Advanced Turkish. That's enough. <laughs> That's very enough. Allah Allah traffic ya. Well, I have noticed. <laughs> so we think we've gone from trying to like give you. Idioms and phrases and wishing health to people, and now we're just at making sounds and like、uh, one word to express all of our emotions. So we're kind of going backwards to like the most simple things. Yeah, I would like to show some gestures. Well, that's what I was going to say next. Is that <laughs> you can actually have full conversations without saying a single word. If all of if all Turkish is too complicated for you, if you're not really at the level that you can say feel comfortable saying anything,、oh. you can say nothing. And still, actually, yeah, have, I wish express a lot. I wish like you can also like make a video. Maybe you can also. We will make a video. We'll post this on like Instagram or Facebook to show Didem. She doesn't know this yet, but we're gonna film Didem making all of these expressions. Really? Yes. Surprise! Really? When people are greeting each other, there's just like a hard blink that they do to sort of like acknowledge people. <laughs> I do that one too. It's weird, right? Well, it's very like、uh, COVID friendly, actually, because even with a face mask, you can express like a hello. Now, like even more, like saying more, you know. It's a full body.、Yeah. You have to blink it twice as hard. <laughs> That's right. It's usually、mm-hmm. when like you walk into a store or something, and people just kind of like give you a hard blink of just like hello, or like agree with something, or like just giving you what is it called? Like giving you acknowledgement.、Mm. Acknowledgement or like say okay to you like you being you hushkadin、mm-hmm, or like、mm-hmm, I I know you are here like I see you <laughs> I see you right 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 <laughs> but then if you're the opposite of that if you're saying no to something is also something that it took me a while to to understand is the eye roll up and like a sound yeah this is no. That was a culture shock because I was asking questions and they would give me that answer and I would be like, "Oh, okay," and then wait. It's very it's because it's in the range of like a head nod. 
So it's almost like a yes, but it's it's straight up and then with the sound. Like, what does it mean for you? Like, oh, I mean nothing. I've never seen that before. So okay. for me, it just it kind of looked like a head, sort of like a a what's up. Yeah. <laughs> hey yo. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe he's like he、uh, kind of the same idea as the eye blink, where it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Hmm. Interesting. But then that for them that would be the end of the conversation, and I would just be waiting for them to like yes and. And there was no man. <laughs> I would like to see you, <laughs> like, and then, like, <laughs> it's very awkward. I tell you, yog, yog, git. But there's actually one gesture that's really rude, considered really rude in Turkish, that I accidentally did while do, while just sort of like daydreaming, and it's with one hand as a fist, and the other hand sort of like flat hand slapping on top of it,、mm-hmm. and that means you're screwed. You screwed. Yeah. So be careful. We won't. Be we're, careful. We're only teaching this as a as a warning. The、Example. other one that I was going to mention, this isn't I think as common, but there is the I do it to you sometimes. I'm like, oh, got your nose, got your nose, and it's a <laughs> game that you play with children. It's your thumb between your like pointer and middle finger. So this means nah, and it's you are actually saying no. But in a very rude way, the rude way because the way that how it looks like. Right, it's meant to symbolize. It is, and it's not、uh, nice. Female anatomy. So again, and your mother's one actually, and your mother's female anatomy. So I don't even like. Why would this even be invented as a gesture? Don't ask me. This is so sexist. So I'm all against this sexist.、Okay. Jesters or also swear. I never swear, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's some gestures going on right now. Nese,、um, so that about sums up everything. I think. Thank you for your time, Didem. Rijai Didem, you're welcome. Is there anything else I can say? We can tell them. Yine bekleriz, which is like we are waiting for you again. Yine bekleriz. Yine bekleriz. Well, that's all for now. I hope these words and phrases and some of the gestures will help make your life in Turkey a little more kolay gelsin. We'll be back again next Sunday with a new episode. So if you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with your friends. In the meantime, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at the Turkish Breakfast Club. Thanks for listening. Until then. Good news.